Terrence. Hey there. Frakes. Oh, let me unmute. There we go. Maho. Yo. And Jeff. Hello. Not as silky as, as last time. I know. I appreciate not, it. Not that deep, rich voice. <laughs> you still in mourning <laughs> over Valric's loss? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a harsh, harsh world we live in. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't miss Valric as much as I missed Handy, so I think it was time for him to go. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you all have it coming. He just had it coming harder, apparently. So, well, he he was more actively um, malicious towards bystanders. No, no, Lady Outside <laughs> is the most um, antagonistic toward bystanders. I think if they talk to her. <laughs> what a, or what a, deign to look in her general direction then yes they deserve it there it is the simple barmaid that was so enthusiastic about meeting the paladin and you're like swine. how does she dare <laughs> how does she dare swine take that for having aspirations <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make you look like a pig for the rest of your life basically uh, so I've got a, a, a quick bone to pick. I don't know if we want to do a lot of banter, but um, I've watched, I, I've gotten through some of the shows that I was watching and it's really difficult as an anime enjoyer because I've got a lot on my list and uh, I want to get through them, but some of them are just hot garbage. Yeah. And you never know until you get at least two or three episodes in. Yep. At least you're willing to admit it, though. There are some people oh, who are yeah. so fanny that they're just like, I can't say that anything is bad about anything. Oh, no. Some of them are the worst things that I've ever seen. And some of them like, start off really good, mm -hmm, yeah. but then they get shitty. Yep. And that's fine, too. There's, there's some that are, like, super lighthearted and happy-go-lucky, and then you get to, like, the second to the last or the last episode, and it turns real fucking dark, real fucking fast. And it's like, where was my fun? I was I, enjoying I this. I don't mind those. <laughs> those, why, are, those why am I watching this schoolgirl have to murder her mother or some shit? <laughs> I do love a la nice last act swerve. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I like them better if there's swerves throughout, you know, where you go, oh, this is probably going to get dark. I'm going to go ahead and emotionally prepare myself. One of these characters might not make it out of here, as opposed to, oh, look at this fun slice of life high school drama that suddenly now the main protagonist is cutting their hanged friend down out of the rafters because they committed suicide. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? You're watching some weird, dark shit. I gotta be honest with you. I'm, those I'm, are the that's types. My yeah, point. I'm trying those not to. Those are the types that my niece will recommend to me, and then do the Mr. Burns fingers. <laughs> like basically, <laughs> she's, yeah. She's like, "Oh, you're gonna love it," and then she starts laughing real hard, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, no. I need to be emotionally prepared mm -hmm. going into this. That this is not what it seems." And Trinity loves that. I got one for you, freaks. <laughs> <laughs> triage sick triage x it's i started a, i started triage x and i got to like episode two and i'm like i don't like where this is going i don't like at all it, where this is going it's it's very um 
fan uh it's fan servicey. Oh yeah. Fan yeah. servicey, but it's actually got a good story. Yeah, it's it's a a real edgy story. And right. just, I haven't been in the mood for that kind of edge. I, I've been wanting to just enjoy some slice of life and some will they, won't they romantic comedy lightness because the world is a dark, terrifying, and horrible place. <laughs> and I want to escape it for a little while. It's just their boob physics on there is kind of strange. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like going, boobs don't react like that. And that's not realistic. That's not even close to being realistic. Like that's a sky robot. <laughs> Your eyes glued, Jeff. That's why they did that. We'll make this boob physic a little off. That way these old men will be like, that's not how a titty should look. And they'll watch until they think we'll fix it. But we never do. <laughs> the well, that one's going up and that one's going down, but she's hopping in the same direction. What is happening? Uh, she's doing a cartwheel. Wait, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> no. Unless <laughs> no. like you got really shows. wide boobs, I guess, you know. Like the, uh, the ending credits of the show where they're doing some animation in the background. They're showing one um the uh, women on there, and her boobs are just jiggling. For no reason, they're just and jiggling. she's standing <laughs> custode still. They're just jiggling for like no reason. Uh, yeah. and she's like riding a motorcycle and they're stock still. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there you could have put jiggly. No, no, that's muscle control. They're showing off her muscle control. Yeah. Well, like um, a, a lot of these big boobied anime girls, they're like an old car. You know, they have like a lot of run on time once they stop. You know, they stop. Yeah, then they finally shut off. <laughs> I, I saw one that made me giggle. Um, this lady snapped a fan closed, and the movement of her flicking her wrist to snap her fan closed caused her boobs to bounce almost to her chin and down to her <laughs> rib cage in separate <laughs> movements. Like, now that sounds like a real comedy to me. Oh, it was. What is it was that? Uh, I, I want to say Dragonor. I want to okay. think that's what that was in. I like absurd shit like that. That's funny to me. Oh, then you'll you'll like E I K E N I can E can E I K I N. That's what I was saying. E I K E N. It's a ridiculous show. I'm writing it down. Like as ridiculous as that one where people like just mega orgasm over how food looks. Oh, much more so. What food? Food Wars is like oh, I love food it's wars. fantastic, but it's not like ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. I don't right. know. Like it, all I've ever seen is the, the food orgasm compilation. So like I'm assuming the entire I was gonna say, I guess like you that. get like numb to it after a little mm-hmm. while. Right? You just keep watching. <laughs> you, you just go, Oh, okay, that's just the reaction that these people have to this amazing yeah. food. Sure. Yeah, because it's like when uh, when they're doing their contest, they'll like get orgasms from eating the food and like their clothes blow off or <laughs> or they'll show some uh fantasy scene where they're like they're floating in the clouds naked mm-hmm. and having an orgasm while like, eating the okay. food or the yeah, clothes here, come back on that's the <laughs> one that got me here's my question here's my question having never seen the show is are these scenes diegetic uh, no. Are they really happening in the reality of the of the care cartoon or is this well, just all the chairman, mental 
the chairman will lose clothes. Yeah, like that's what I was gonna say. It's like you know, like they make the whole, like, so they make the whole audience lose their clothes or something like that. And yeah. people are like, oh, you know, this. That's how you know that it was this good because not only did her clothes come off, everybody in the first sixty rows, their clothes came off. Too. Popped a boner so hard, you know? the pants exploded. Yeah. There, there was there was a, a sneaky scene, a scene of, of sneaky orgasm where the chairman doesn't realize that he blew his underoos off until after the contest oh, yeah. was over. And yeah. he was he was walking into the restroom was like, oh, that's breezy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, surprised now, even me. <laughs> now, granted, the writer of that show did originally write hentai. So. Uh, uh. <laughs> So to go back to that, then with the boob physics, uh, <laughs> I have, I used to be into hentai, still am a little, but I used to too. <laughs> and for shits and gigs, because we have a Patreon and I'm like, I'm, you know, I like to look at other Patreons. You ever looked at some of these hentai Patreons? No. It's... Those dudes are making so much fucking money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because hentai is art. They are drawing titties that jiggle and people are paying them thousands of dollars. It is insane. So for you arts in our group here. Yeah, I was going to say, get better at it. Just bite the bullet, draw some jiggly titties and weird tentacle porn. And we'll add that to our Patreon, Mm -hmm. uh, make it 18 plus. And, you know, maybe I need to add the rest of the spaceship. Oh, yeah. Just huge, (laughs) huge mommy milkers right there on the front of the spaceship. (laughs) So uncomfortable with the the human female anatomy. <laughs> you have to slap a matriarchal toad onto it. <laughs> oh but no, like in all seriousness, I have I've gone to some of these Pentai Patreons and paid any uh for it. But a lot of them leave up like the number of people who um, are subscribed and how much money they make. And the numbers made me go, I really wish I could draw hot hentai shit because I would totally sell that to now, people online. Yeah. I mean, would we would we want that on our Patreon? Because I am a I mean, just start our second one. Yeah. A, you a know? consumer of vast amounts of that kind of content. And uh, it might there there might be something up here that I could uh, draw from. Furry so. artists make just as much. Mm. Yeah, Frank, go, to the, anyway. go to the Reddit hentai page. One. Go to the Reddit hentai page. I know you're not scared to. No, uh, and then just scroll through <laughs> those photos. He's like one. favorited tab number one. <laughs> oh, me what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Look for the ones that buy. They'll say buy, and some of the photos will have a Patreon like name on it and then just for shits and gigs go look at their patreon page and i'm telling you the amount of money these dudes are making to draw hmm, cartoons fucking it's it's insane well i mean it's it's a it's a big industry yeah of weird jerk off drawings which is okay i mean think of think about the pornography industry in general and how much money that makes and how pornography really is it's the the vanguard of technology it's the reason it the has internet been. is popular yes it's the reason bluetooth or uh, uh blu-ray beat out what was the other one i can't uh, remember because uh, porn oh, you mean blu-ray 
Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you're talking about uh, Laserdisc or whatever. Laserdisc, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the reason that um, VR started gaining popular. It's the reason that our phone screens got bigger when we realized that we could actually look at porn on our phones. Mm-hmm. And they vibrate, too. That's when the screen started getting bigger. <laughs> God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> I didn't say that as a joke at all. It also <laughs> killed me. It it also... The phone's vibrating or the reason he still uses a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like nine phones. Hey, that's there. why. That's why I still use a rotary phone, man. Every time you wheel that little wheel around, <laughs> yeah. you got you got some weird kinks, my friend. <laughs> all done every time. <laughs> oh god! They also picked a VHS over Betamax, which is a which was a mistake because Betamax just looked better. Let's be honest. But see, that's that's my whole point. The pornography industry is the vanguard of technological growth. And it has been since people started drawing on cave walls. They started adding color because it wasn't stimulating enough for stick figures. So they started finding pigments to mix together so that they could get the right nipple color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I get, the thing I think about when I think about cave art is like animal drawing. So like initially for yeah, pornography right out the gate. <laughs> Yeah, these, that's a beautiful deer, but what if it had a dick? <laughs> what if it had well, I mean, huge tits and a dick? <laughs> yeah, those aren't spears that the hunters are using. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely haunting the woolly mammoth, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't get me started on those cave bears. All right. Oh. That one was also sexual. Was it? Yes, I guess it was. Well, thanks for having me. I died last <laughs> week. I'll leave you guys to it. Get off our show. We didn't want you anyway. Uh, no. <laughs> We're replacing you with noob. <laughs> no, that's a lot. Someone, someone, someone who can respect the material and uh, knows the system. And always, always pays attention to what's going on. Noob listens to this show a lot because he's not on it. Um, and I'll he say it here: uh, I, I really like playing games that Noob's running when he GMs. Because mm. I never know what's going to happen, and none of it matters. It's phenomenal. <laughs> the absurdity in noobs games are delightful. Mm. It's like whose line is it anyway? <laughs> kind of, yeah. But with a more funny, uh, David, what's his name? Dave, read whose line? Harry. No. No. What's his name? Uh, Drew Carey did the second version, but yeah. I can't remember the guy who did the first one. The British guy. Yeah, I don't remember either. It was funny. I'd say Noob's better than Drew Carey, though. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. There's also a more consistent through line in Noob's storytelling. Mm-hmm. Is there? I haven't noticed. Mostly more than Noob's line is it anyway? Yeah. I'm barely paying attention to Noob. <laughs> we know. Mm-hmm. A lot of hate for Noob for some reason. I don't reason. have hate for Noob. Apathy. I, I, a lot of apathy I'm, for Noob. I, 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 tre- I feel like he's like a brother to me. Have I called my brother this year? I don't know, but whatever. He's like a brother to me. <laughs> He's like the state of Delaware. I think about him once, maybe twice a decade. 
Delaware's All a right, state? You, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's where your current president comes from, I think. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah, you I, died. I, I, I died. I was beheaded, and then I was brought back as a lizard man, but I'd already made a deal in hell. Hell, so uh, hail, 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 <laughs> hail. Oh, hail, hail, and hail. So, so, uh, so a rift, a rift didn't open. This big block of ice came from the sky and knocked him out. Yeah, well, either way, I'm dead again. <laughs> um, I did put in the Discord because I'd said that the tentacles grabbed all my shit because I always hate it. And these games were like at this level for me to leave that much wealth would, would I don't know, it just offsets the characters. However, I think the staff should stay behind. Sure. Uh, just because it is a cool, it's a fuck, it's a cool item, and um, maybe the next character I make would want to use. <laughs> now, are you already planning for this current character that you built to die? I mean, are you that fatalistic about this thing? No, I think this new character is way. Look, Valric was never meant to be a uh, long-lived character. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoyed Valric, but I definitely knew that he was a uh, something could hit him once and he'll be dead. Well, that's what uh, happened. And that's exactly <laughs> he, what happened. Um, he was a glass that, kaleidoscope, not even a glass cannon. Yeah, I mean, even without the, the color spray. I always hate it when I die in a combat and I didn't get to do anything. So that that's that always sucks because it's like, I rolled a really good, like my initiative was plus two and I got a 21, I rolled a 19. And I was fairly confident I'd be able to do something, but uh, I didn't. <laughs> The monster's initiative was plus nine. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed playing Valric as long as he did. And I like that he's still alive in the world. Um, I always like to try and do that with a character if I can. Uh, just because you never though? know. You know, around level 14, you know, this character might die. And I'd want to bring, have the opportunity to bring him back or maybe tell a story that involves him down the line. Uh, and it mm. still be canon, you know, just in my own headspace. I like that kind of stuff. Imagine thinking this campaign is going to go to 14th level. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It might, it may or may not. We might play I'm this kidding. level again. I'm uh, kidding. I'm pretty fast and loose with giving out levels. I'm not going to mm-hmm. this. So, you know. <laughs> um, but no, I, I made a, I made, I made a new character, and I'll, I'll wait until he gets introduced. Uh, but he's is slightly different as far as survivability goes. So I have hopes for this this next guy to to bring something oh. better to the party. Bring in another character. I look at our Patreon. Well, I'm like, well, that sucked. He just jumped, went and jumped into a hole to hell. Okay. Um, so how about uh can we take a couple day break so we can go see if we can replace our f- friend here by oh. using the teleport room? There ain't no way to replace Valric. He was a close personal friend of mine. And yeah. Left, okay. All this shit. I, I agree. Too. Yeah. Sure. Um. But we need more support here. Obviously. Um. um <clears throat> Pods uh, thinks about what you said. No, that was very unfortunate. What just happened. But yes, I think you're right. So let's see. Well, I know there was one last room on that hallway. If you want to explore that really quickly, then we'll hit the teleportation room. I think we bet might be able to get to the city and find someone. I know a young paladin that might be interested. In <laughs> <the room. laughs> but we'll see what we can find. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely okay with checking at least one more room. It, 
it would be a shame to leave this hallway completely, you know, not completed. And uh, yeah, I, I want to mark that spot off on my map. All right. <laughs> the um, damn boogeyman. <laughs> the wizard finishes uh, memorizing his spell, snaps his book closed, gathers his things, dismisses all the bedding that he summoned, and uh, looks around. Like, takes one last look at the library and says, "Well, I hope I make it back before someone else gets here." And uh, you guys head out into the hallways once more. Now, once you go down uh, south, down the hallways, you get to the three rooms that you've already uh, opened. One of them is now closed, and you can hear the bodak on the inside still moaning, Let me out! Let me out! Oh, you know what we, ne- what no. we did not do? Go into the other guy's room that we did not check to see if there was anything in there. No, you did not. Um, uh, let's see. Whenever you peek into the boogeyman's room, uh, you see that the entire wall is just uh, just covered in just obscene graffiti. Like all of most of it seems to be just slashed into the stone itself. A lot of it is, some of it is arcane, some of it is just filth. So a lot of it is just horrifying doodles. It looks like a, a madman's room, and indeed. Uh, it is, is, or was, uh, you've had a murderous fake creature trapped in a room for roughly 200 years, just sort of idly passing time, scratching things into the wall. It doesn't even look like he's even bothered trying to escape. Like, you're guessing just from the deep scratches in the door that eventually he might have even been able to claw his way out. But if one thing boogeymans are, boogeymen are, it's patience, <laughs> boogeymans. Um, Boogeyman sounds like a modern funk rapper. <laughs> okay, well, detect magic and check, make sure there's nothing else in there. Just slide right. past that comment. <laughs> that was gold. It was gold. It. <laughs> Everything I say is the gold standard for comedy and interesting. All right, um, you detect magic within the room. You detect uh, only lingering auras here, and whenever your gaze slides back down, you see the um, now empty clothing the boogeyman once wore. He, the body seeming seems to have basically just crumbled to sort of black powder overnight. Um, I, I scatter it with my boots. All right, you scatter it with your boots, and the and the room and the hallway darkens as you kick some up like like it just seems to get supernaturally dark as you kick some of the uh the the, the black powder up is there any way to destroy that powder um uh, you could probably wet it or perhaps burn it in a forge there, there, yeah you could destroy it okay i'll put a little bit of alcohol on it okay um you you wet it and make it basically unusable um but there the powder itself was giving off an aura of magic uh the and some of the clothing is giving off an aura like his um jet black overcoat and the the top hat that he wore are in particular are giving off some magical auras okay separate those out of the way uh maybe outside okay (laughs) um what spellcraft for that Yes, for please. Your special, your specialty. Blum, blum, blum. Mathity, math, math. 34. 34. Okay. Good uh, math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the overcoat seems to have a, a number of small abilities. Um, 
one, it seems to enhance, it, it acts as if it is uh, enhancing or an item that enhances uh, natural armor. Um, basically, it, if you put it on, it makes your skin tougher. You also can see that it has a number of like markings and um, mystical symbols etched in black thread on the black material. But these are uh, symbols that are significant to evil fey creatures and will give you a bonus to interacting with them. Would I get a bonus from that? Anyone who wears it gets a bonus to interact. Okay. With oh, okay. No, no. I was just wondering because I, since I'm descended from Faye. Yeah. What about that hat? That hat looks real nice. The hat. Separate roll? Yeah. Or no? Yes. Yeah. Separate roll. Um, that one's not as good. Twenty-five. Oh, that's fine. Uh, the hat has two effects. One, uh, it. it both of them are skill-oriented. Anyone who puts it on becomes more intimidating and more uh, and more able to blend into the shadows. It basically gives a static uh, plus three bonus to both intimidate and stealth. Hmm. Son of a bitch. That's my hat. Well, I'm dead. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick question. Did we heal up before we went to sleep? I'm sure we would have. I mean, there's there's one less drain on your resources, so Yeah, I would have I would have used <laughs> my charges. I'm still keeping the notes. It was the hat of intimidation and stealth, and what were the other two things? It was the coat does natural armor and gives a bonus to evil fay. Yeah, um, oh, it was the coat was diplomacy. Yeah. Coat. Uh both the, basically just call them boogeyman boogeyman's garb and boogeyman hat. Mm. Not items that are actually in no. um, their homebrew stuff? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, the bonus to interacting with Evil Fae uh, is a, a static plus three bonus to any charisma check while interacting with Evil Fae. Um, bonus to natural armor? Uh, plus one, plus but one. it can be enhanced. What do you mean it can be enhanced? Like similar to a necklace. Uh, you're guessing that this this thing, um, this coat, the longer you wear it and the more you kill while mm. wearing it, the more potent it becomes. Mm-hmm. And it has to be you killed it. Yes. So it, once the boogeyman died, it reset. Mm. Damn. But it's like if you're in a group and you were helping to fight, but you didn't get that kill shot. Does that count? What um, is that? How does that work? Uh, I'm gonna say that mm, if you get the killing blow, definitely. And if you, but if you just scratch something, probably not. Like, I, I think it'll be largely situational. Indeed. But mostly, it, it concerns itself with the killing blows. Mm-hmm. I so mean, basically, I like the- not good for the lady because she doesn't necessarily do a lot of damage mm-hmm. when it comes to killing blows. You let other people, uh, you know, do your dirty work, your, your light work. The lady might have a new fire staff, or Jeff. No, Who took that well, staff? The lady's got it right this second. What does it do? A staff of fire. It has a number of different abilities uh, that you can spend charges for. It comes with 
10 charges normally. It's currently down to what charge? How many charges? It's, it's got four charges currently. It's got four it's charges. Got burning but, hands, uh, okay. can do is it something I can just like wall flame. Yeah, it's that is something you can look up, staff of fire. Where? Uh, but yeah, like you can on your downtime, you can actually use your own spell slots to put charges back into it. You, but it's got to be your. You've got to have a fifth level spell because whatever wall of fire is, you got to have that spell available, and you got to use that to charge it back up. I was just reading up on that earlier today. It's uh, you guys, pain in the butt. You, you guys should be able to, to swing that if you're not multi-class by next level. I mean, I was a, I was able to charge it. Yeah, but like you have to have those spells to do that. No, no, you just have to have a slot. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You have to you have at least one of those spells on your day. list. So, like, mm. in your downtime, each day when you wake up, instead of prepping that highest level spell, <laughs> put it to the staff to give it one charge back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah as long as you have, like, Burning Hands, Burning Hands, which is a first level spell. Mm-hmm. And if you have Burning Hands, Fireball, or Wall of Fire, you can recharge the staff. As long as you have either, any of those. Gotcha. And, but you have to have a fifth level spell slot available to charge it. Uh, fourth level? Fourth level. Yeah, I thought well, wall hey, of fire whatever wall of fire is. Fourth level spell, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. And what Wait, slot? So does, I could do that. What slot does that um, coat take up? Uh, robe or, yeah, robe, basically. Robe. Looking to see if there's a way to custom. Build a, a magical robe because robe is have? body, right? Oh, there was a there was a third magic item, but Jeff kind of ruined it. So, <laughs> what was it? How would what? Oh, the, the tracelessness. No, no. The basically it was powder, uh, darkness powder. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, it can't yeah. dry. Mm-hmm. It'll be a few days <laughs> if you're just mm-hmm. gonna scrape up the mud. I don't really see a way to custom build. Um, body slot because robes are body slots there's a way i can tell you how to do it after recording yeah we'll figure that out i mean extra natural armor i have no natural armor now that would be pretty great for jeb that'd be great for me too um the hat's not bad either but i don't want the hat but uh, while you guys are debating that, Pod says, "All right, let's check out this last room, uh, Mister Chip, Mister Mister Smithsonian, <laughs> Jefferson Smithsonian." Now, before we continue with that, my biggest problem is I've got a hat of disguise now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, swapping out hats, we can deal with that shit later. But and let me see what uh, what I'm looking at with this door. There's any any window on it with bars over it, or is it just a plain wooden or metal door? This is a plain wooden and metal shod door. There are two locks, um, both inset at the door. One at eye level to a medium sized creature, and one at like waist level. They the keyholes are surrounded by a circular pad um, with a number of arcane runes around it. And uh, you can tell that it's probably going to take a little bit more than picking a lock to get in here. But go ahead and make your uh, search check. Yeah, I'll check for traps. 13 on the die plus uh, 33. It's no. You're not plus 20? I thought you were. 
No, that's for my disable. Mm. It's um. Sorry. No, I Six, thought something. Seventeen. No, it's thirty even. Oh, <laughs> exactly like you said. Um, sorry, I thought something was crawling in my foot. It's the cord for this mic. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 if only this was a video show, we could have seen you temporarily scared. Chagrin. <laughs> All right. So, yes, you you thoroughly investigate the doorway. You can tell that, yes, it is indeed trapped. You've seen these kind of magical traps before. In in your workings, you're guessing that it, it is a combination bloodlock and something you would have to know the magical phrases to get into. Um... You're also guessing that it, it involves turning two keys at once. So there is definitely a a dangerous element to unlocking this door. It would be a multi-stage process if you were to do it all on your own. Can I try to unlock it? Sure, you can. I'll try, I'll try to do one lock. And I can work on the other, and I can try to disable the other one while you do the blood stuff. All right. So, Jeff, what are you doing? I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna use the mark on my hand and try to, to um just kind of like unlock or something along that line. See if there's uh use magic device basically. Yes. Okay. Roll use magic device for me. Do you want me to attempt to disable while he's doing that, or let him? Let it's totally him up to you. Both. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. All right. Um, after investigating the lock, you, which one are you doing, top or bottom? Top. All right. Uh, you do the top one. You, you, you look it over. You um. You put your, I assume you put your, your now scarred hand over yeah. the top of it. You see the scar on your hand begin to glow briefly as you try to exert your will over the magic of this lock. And eventually um, a word whispers into your ear and you guys hear him mutter something under his breath in Draconic. And you, and you see all the little runes around the keyhole light up and go out. Step back. Uh, nullifying the magic on that lock. Done. But uh, the bottom one's still lit up, though. So, you want me to do the bottom one too? Sure. All right. I got a thirty on that one. Okay. Um, now that you know how to do it, you you quickly follow the same procedure um, and nullify the magic on this one too. Just revealing, just leaving behind a pair of mundane locks for you to try to pick. Okay. Step All back. Right. Now. Do we want me to take my time on this, or you want me to try to rush through it? Well, I mean, I don't know how long, says Pod from the back. How long generally these uh, magical locks are out before they rearm themselves? But if I had made it, it would definitely rearm itself after a while. <laughs> how long does taking 10 last? Or take? 10 minutes. 10, Ten minutes? Well, it'll probably reset before 10 minutes are up, so 34. All right. Um, Jeb goes to work, and under a minute, he is able to get the bottom lock unlocked. You hear it snap loudly. One down, one to go. 40. Okay. <laughs> For natural 20. Feeling your oats this morning, you're able to whip this one out even faster. The the lock's clutchack. Um, the door, the door Why cracks. Why did you ask? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I thought this was something special that Jeff, you know, uh, could do with his newfound 
draconic lineage. I'm sorry, that Zarius could do. <laughs> character. All right. The door cracks open, and then you see all the little runes around the keyhole, the keys light up again. It immediately rearms after opening. But the door is open. But the door is open, yes. Well, after seeing how my cowardice ended up killing my friend the last time, <laughs> I will stealthily open the door. All right, you stealthily open the door. A light immediately pops on in the small room. Sort out. Sort out. Sort out, bitches. Uh, all right. A light pops on in the room. Um, that that cot there is actually not meant, meant to be a cot. I forgot. It's supposed to be a desk. But um, <laughs> you see a desk. You see a desk and uh, another, a much smaller library than the one up the hallway. Several shelves around the walls. And this looks to be like a spell research lab. Uh, lab. Just a small one. The, excuse me, the shelves are lined with books, most of them uh, treatises on arcane spell research, like, you know, lists of important runes and uh, like tomes that teach you how to properly enunciate magical words, all these things that uh, a wizard needs to delicately, painstakingly craft new magic. Ah, it's full of books. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> uh, you see also there is a coffin against the wall, closed. Um, closed and chained to the wall. They're like, it's against the wall, upright, and chained, bolted into the wall. Next to that is a shelf with, you've seen these before, a number of bottles that um, contain little little figurines, little little effigies inside of them. The last time you saw things like this, you were in the um, the tower over the chasm, and you assumed that they were probably, you know, things that were contemporary to the last time the cavern, the, the, the tower was occupied 80 years ago. But here you see the same sorts of things from 200 years ago. But don't we still have a Kraken in a bottle? You have several things in a bottle. You have a um, you have a rust monster, a kraken, and it looks like a, a guy in a nice suit holding a tray with drinks on it. That's right. Probably an assassin or a butler. No assassin. Assassin butler. <laughs> yeah, those are they're the same thing. Have you never watched Clue? <laughs> All clear. Or Black butler. Pop. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All clear. Pod calls out. Nothing dangerous. Books. Yeah. A lot of books. And a coffin. Yeah, that's coffin. probably a problem. Hmm. Um, well, since you're missing a, your standard wizard, my, my apologies. Once again, my condolences. He steps in and begins um, looking around himself and says, hmm, not a bad, not a bad spell research area. I mean, I have most of these already, but, you know. Some of these are first editions, he says, grabbing one or two off the shelf and thumbing through them. What are in the bottles? Hmm? He looks at the bottles and says, oh, you know, I've seen these before myself. A lot of the, I don't know, dungeon areas around this valley have similar things to them, like this 
Apparently, some wizard or witch or something down the line, like many of these are hundreds of years old, had a knack for capturing people and putting them into these bottles. Sometimes the bottles were reusable, like you can put them back in the bottle, depending on the quality. I've only encountered one myself. Gregory, I choose you. (laughs) Serve drinks. (laughs) He's like, no, no, my own familiar came from the bottle. He pulls out the frog with the the pigeon-like wings uh, that he carries around with him in in a bag and puts it on his shoulder. The The frog croaks, he says, came from a little tiny like medicine bottle. He goes back when you call him, but it doesn't seem to do much for him. It doesn't heal him or anything. It just keeps him in stasis. Hmm. Stasis. How do you release something from one of these bottles? Oh, you just unstopper it and point, in my experience. Um, he... Are they, are they controllable? Uh, that is debatable. This creature I found, this little chimera, basically is functionally an animal. But, um... I think oh, it just no. depends depends on the attitude of whatever's inside. <laughs> okay. So diplomacy or charm monster or something along that line. Well, it'd be helpful to have that sort of thing handy. Let's see what we have here. You see one... You see one large bottle that seems to be just a, um, a, just a strange, miasmic, swirling, glowing, like eerie radiance inside the bottle just it's it's giving off a sort of like a a limited like neon disc disquieting like swirling it it hurts your eyes to look at it a little bit let's not open that one (laughs) (laughs) the next one seems to be just a a fleshy floating orb well let's not open that one either (laughs) The third one appears to be a man. Um, what does this man look like? Mm. Angular face, dark coat with a red trim on it. Um, there's a he's sitting um, cross-legged with a spear laid out in front of him, and his hands uh, open above it, palms up, with his eyes closed. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> you also see. Um, He's he, the garb he is is wearing has the the symbol of the dragon. Jeb's looking at these little jars, and he's uh, picking them up, looking at the little red one. Sets that one down gently. Looks at the little floating fleshy orb, shakes it a little bit. Careful with that. Put it. Nope, 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 nope. Sets that down. <laughs> it's a as y'all say, as y'all say, nope, nope, nope. He turns and knocks the bottle with the man off the shelf. <laughs> All right. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Okay. Startled I dive by the and nope, catch nope, nope. <laughs> Are you really going to try and catch it? I, w- I actually, I would try, to be honest. Oh, go ahead. Give us a give us a. Because the last time Jeb dropped something and it broke open. That's because Jeb got murdered. The evil being from a whole other universe came into being. Yeah, he dropped it because he got murdered. All I hear is <laughs> criticize, criticize, criticize. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. 20. 20. 
Uh, yes, you see, <laughs> you see, uh, um, 16. Zarius dive across the road, uh, the floor, sliding on his on his stomach, and he catches it just before it hits the ground. <clears throat> the man inside is unperturbed, unmoving. Okay. <laughs> uh, Deb. Yeah. Or Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> Please be more careful. Sorry. And now. Please, it's Mr. At, Starship looking, now. <laughs> looking at looking at a container, he, you said he looks like he has the uh, coat of arms of the dragon? Yes. Is there any way to communicate with um, the individuals inside, or do they look like they're in suspended animation? They are completely immobile, suspended. Like, they don't really move. Hmm. Like, you could turn the jar upside down and the figure just stays stuck to the bottom. Okay. Um, I... But wait, you're it, you're touching it, aren't you? Yes, yes, I have, and I got the dragon's thing on me. All right, well then, um, now that you're touching it, you feel um, a sort of a, a warm glow coming from your hands, and you can see that the stopper also has the same symbol, like the little glass stopper on top has the same symbol on it as well. It seems to be waiting for you. Slip of the wrist, pop it open. Okay. <laughs> um, you pop, pop it open. You guys, he, your guys' ears all pop as a sudden atmospheric change in the near nearby area where happens where a man wasn't now a man is sitting in the same position in which he was sitting in the jar. The jar is empty. And again, the glass of the jar turns black. You oh, smell. I, I actually show my hand to him. You smell, you smell dirt and decay and uh, stale air. Um, as you open your eyes and see a group of people that you mostly don't recognize except for one guy who is clearly a spitting image of your master. Who are you? He's a genie in the bottle. We just had to rub him the right way. I am summoned again to do the bidding for the Lord Dragon. Yes. At your service. Though you are not my Lord Dragon. The differences are there, but this man is obviously connected, related. You've seen a number of the dragon's uh, foul drop come through here over the years. Very few of them stay for long. This one seems to have curried enough favor to get into um, the spell research room that they keep your jar in. If you are here, I'm assuming you have a mission for me, sire. Yes. Join us. Assist us as we reclaim this place. I mean, serious, I know you're the guy, the go-to guy and all, but are you sure about this? We don't even know this guy. I'm fairly sure. Well, and actually, I'll, I'll, I'll run a sense motive on him and kind of wink at uh, the lady to see if she'll do the same. He picks up what you're putting down. Doesn't roll that great. Eyeballing. I got a 23. Way better than me with a 13. All right. Um, this this person, given the, the limited information that he has been 
provided with. You're guessing that the last time he has stood in this room was well over 200 years ago. Uh, <laughs> seems to be sincere in his offer of uh, servitude. And I'll stand, leaving the spear on the ground. Uh, put my arms behind my back, stand straight, give a little stretch. I'm assuming the same payment as before with uh, the Lord Dragon. Let, let, let's discuss. Let's, let's discuss these terms. Mm. Payment. That's yeah. a first. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say Lord Dragon's no longer here. Yeah, how long you mm. been in that jar there, buddy? What year is it? And I will actually tell him what year it is. Uh, the year of the curdled monkey. Mm. <laughs> he does a little math in his head. 1356. <clears throat> 200 years, huh? <laughs> Normally I'm not kept up that long. Something's happened. Mm? Uh, can... Yes. Because I'm As starting you... to look around and see how like old and dusty the room is. You can also see out into the hall where there the room across where um, that boogeyman you helped capture. Mm-hmm was freed and probably destroyed but that room's walls were pristine when you put him in there boy if mm. only we would have come to this room first huh yeah. actually you could have depending on the route you took but yeah. <laughs> how do you know the lord dragon you seem to be descended of him from his look from your looks yes and how do i know of him by legend because he's now dead Shit. Yeah, all that exists of him now is uh, fables and fairy tales, as far as we can well, tell. Bones and a ghost. Oh, yeah, that's right. Forgot about the dragon ghost. Boy, that's something. He was a hard lord to work for, but he promised a portion of his bounty to those who served him well. And I had for hundreds of years. <laughs> oh, it's been roughly about three years of your reckoning. <laughs> No, that I, that I, I mean, how long was the black dragon around? Oh, the dra- the dragon was extremely old whenever yeah, he I, died. I was thinking I worked for him for a long time, but you know. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 But yeah, not all of it was like cont- like contemporary. Like once he started putting you in the bottle. Mm-hmm. You, I'll you explain just- to them what my role was with the, with the black dragon is that uh, I was a um, dignitary of the Lord Dragon. He enjoyed my services and my skill set to the point where he offered me longevity in the term of stasis. He would wake me, send me on missions, give me a portion of his bounty, and then I would sleep again. It gave me a way to see the world evolve that even long-lived elves don't get to see as often. Yeah, I was about to say, judging by your ears, you would have had a long life anyway, but you uh, you were shooting for them them eons, millennia. Mm. Wait a second. What, what do you look like? I'm an elf, angular okay. face. Um, okay. His hair is braided back into a headband that he wears that puts off some magic. His eyes, now that they're open, you can see are um, blank. They're black with starry, uh, star-like fragments in them. I constantly, like detect, I constantly detect magic. Um, trains. Apparently. <laughs> uh, there's a train <laughs> sound that he likes to make. He's uh, real good at uh, <laughs> choo-chooing. 
<laughs> he used to take care of children in his teen years, and they called him old Choo Choo McChewer because he could shoot you with the best of them. I don't. Uh, I'm so used to hearing it that I just tune it out the minute that it comes by. What robot farts sound like? Well, I can't offer you longevity based off stasis yet. Mm-hmm. But what I can offer you is a share of the bounty where you're working with our working with us as we go forward. Uh, Pod set Pod uh, sticks his head out from under his uh, lifts his head up says, uh, are you enlisting this man to be part of your crew? Uh, yeah, at least right now. This is let's look at this more as a uh, interview process on the job interview. Yeah, well, assessment. Well, I guess it would save us time if we lost two days. Who knows what that other group found before us? Correct. We so have you are them. exploring what is now a tomb of my former master. Um, yeah, under under um, essentially, well, that's uh, a tomb. We're we're under his. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gius hmm. to uh, to get him to to the the uh, the, the the horde. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and to get him back safely. Mm. Uh, after he has discovered it and reported it. Yes, well, you know, just a little contractual. That's the word I was looking for, contract. My (laughs) apologies. He gives the descendant of his uh, former master a strange look, like, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just kind of shrug my shoulders. Apples do fall far from trees from time to time, I assume. Well, I mean, if there's a hill, they could just roll down the hill. I mean, it's how gravity works. Mm. Oh, metaphors. You're talking metaphors. My apologies. Mm. Uh, do you know what's in these other jars, says Demomark? Hmm. Trinkets that he wanted to keep. Other people like myself or things like myself sometimes. You see a lot of the jars are missing. There used to be a lot more on the shelf. Mm. There's only between the one that was with you and the two they found, you only see one more, and it seems to have rolled off the shelf a long time ago and butted up against the bottom of the coffin. Mm. Do I know what's in the coffin? Oh, uh, yes. I'll reach oh, and grab the, the, the glasses at the bottom, too, and pick it up. All right. Uh, you pick it up and have a look at it. It's someone familiar to you. Mm. It is um, <laughs> it is the dragon's... What did he, What is that word the dragon used? It was very alien-sounding to you. Friend? No. Pet. (laughs) The dragon called it a financial mathematician. What? That doesn't give me any clues on what to say. (laughs) (laughs) He was the only other person that had regular access to the horde. Mm, This guy could come in useful. You see see a halfling in a small jar. He's a rotund, aged, and, and he seems to be surrounded by ledgers. Uh, the bookkeeper. Uh, do you happen to know what's in this coffin, sir? I do. Oh, <laughs> yes. It um, it is the the jar maker. Ah, and I take it he's a vampire, maybe, or some form of undead. Nope, just dead. <laughs> oh, so why is it chained against the wall? Uh, what what is your character's name again? I'm sorry, it's going to take a while to get used to. Cybot R2s. Oh, and that is from our Patreon buff bucket. Oh, thank you, okay. patrons. Yeah, thank you, patron. I, I, I pulled a name from the from the buff bucket to name this guy. All right. 
those well, Sabot. Sabot. Sabot R twos. Sabot R twos. Sabot, I'm Tiffany. Hello. <laughs> mm. The the, the Smithsonian. The jar maker in this case was an aged witch that liked to that that spent her entire basically career as a monster catcher <laughs> for hire. But she got to such an age where where that she was looking for a place where her her knowledge could be preserved, not wanting to the to follow the path of undeath. So she gave a uh, she gave some favors and fortune to the dragon to make sure that her knowledge didn't pass into the hands of her enemies. Therefore, her corpse is in there to keep other people from speaking to it. Hmm. And her name was mm-hmm. Professor Oak. What? <laughs> her apprentice was Ash. While I'm giving them this this whole thing, I go over to a drawer in the desk and open it, and it has some preserved meats in it. Yeah, and I pull some out, and from under my cloak, a, a creature wiggles out with a long, it's a leathery skinned, winged, four clawed, tiny thing. It's wiggles out from under the cloak, and I feed it a little bit. And once it eats, I reach into my other side of my pocket and pull out a vial, open it up and drink it. And it's like, ah, and put the vial back in. Hmm. Anything else that I could help you with in this room? What was that thing? One of the many gifts the Lord Dragon gave me for my servitude. It is Morsu. Quite like it. My it familiar. Morsu? That's its name. Hmm. More soon? More soup. More soup. I keep thinking more soup. <laughs> more soup, <laughs> soup please. <laughs> My mind instantly went to Mushu. Mushu. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Weird. Okay. <clears throat> well, um, I guess this has us ready to continue. <laughs> but, yeah. Says Pod. What a coincidence. Yes, oh, it's um, how fortuitous. He looks. He looks at the man with the spear, the, the elf with the spear, a little, a little hesitantly. The spear is still laying on the ground. I have shown no uh, sign of aggression yet. Oh, I know, but he he also yeah. knows that that he, you are not part of his gaze that he that he cast on the rest of them. He says, "Well, we'll just have to play it by ear, I suppose." Hmm. Indeed, <laughs> Blizzard. Yes. We don't have a whole lot of time before them other fellows, the Golden Companions, hmm. find what we're here for. Well, actually, now's a perfect time to our new companion here. Um, We came in to this place through the side of the cliff um, through an illusion and through a watery area. We have some enemies. Well, actually, I'm going to just call them straight up enemies. Um, Competitors. We, we well, should call okay. them competitors. Uh, well, if we meet them, we're probably going to end up getting in a fight. So I call them enemies. Mm. Well, um, let's 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 try to talk things out. We have to. Have, we yeah, we'll try. Yeah. Well, um, but they're coming through a, from what we understand, a cavern that is how many miles away? Um, let's see. You guys travel for the by by boat for the better part of a day. Um, basically, you both started 10 miles, 10, 10 or 12 miles from the uh, actual place you needed to be. <laughs> but well, we, you got, we went by boat. 
they they are going through a cavern that is um got like a steam baths or it's got pools hot water pools they found some kind of entrance that way and are coming here do you know anything about how they would get here from there uh yes you do um you know that that is the front entrance that is the entrance that everyone traditionally use when petitioning the dragon they come in through the hot springs and go through the labyrinth that is uh behind a hidden wall this usually took a while and it gave the dragon plenty of time to send his spies and monsters to test them out to see if they were worthy of coming to see him you, the, you know that the group you're talking to came in through the escape exit that the dragon constructed <laughs> just in case you definitely came in the smarter way are there any um, are there any creatures that would still be alive in that labyrinth that these the guys would have to deal with most of the creatures he he, he opted for were things he didn't need to feed so they weren't very alive to begin with Golems, undead, slimes that would naturally reproduce. Depending on the strength of these enemies or competitors, whichever word you choose, they may or may not even make it through the labyrinth to get to the front entrance. Well, let's assume the worst and assume that they will make it through. Um, from here, we've already been in the throne room and through the cheese making area. Oh, the delicious <laughs> cheese. And and uh, the dragon's pride room. and joy. Uh, we're now continuing. We're about to continue down this to and I point which direction we're about to go. Um, if you wouldn't mind being our guide, it would be very much appreciated. We might be able to speed this up a little bit, especially if you know where all the traps are. Well, as far as being a guide goes, I'm not familiar with most of this behind. I was awakened. I was given leave for the, the throne room and other areas, but mostly when I was awakened, I was sent here, sent away for through the teleportation and did my business and returned with, I was given a few days or weeks, sometimes a month of leave afterwards to handle other business, but. You do have a cell. Um, it's the, the, the one further up the hall that had nothing in it but a bed. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, I'll like, tell them that. I'll tell them anything I know beyond this, but I, I didn't I didn't want to be like, yeah, I know this whole place. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh you 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 are roughly familiar with the layout. You've you've been down here before. It's been a while. They're just not places you had a lot of call to go to. There once you get down the hall a little further, I'll just go ahead and unmask some of this for you. Is this what the, the little halfling would know more about though? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Treasure halls and layouts is more this chunky little fella's deal. Well, do we want to pull him out? And give the game master two NPCs to control? I think not. I'll kill the wizard first. Ah! Then, we'll, <laughs> then we'll let that happen now. What's up to y'all? I mean... Well, I actually asked Denim Denimark or whatever. Well, Some if he boy. knows the... If he can get us there faster, I'd say we, get, we, we use him. What was this thing's personality like? Um, uh, imagine, uh, your average, extremely elderly accountant. Um, <laughs> do you mean in the sexual sense? Like what's going on with the young kids these days? If you're an accountant, no, like, you're a sex worker. No, no, no. Like an accountant. He's just an accountant. He, he worked for the dragon. He was very efficient at the things he did and everything else he did was <laughs> when he wasn't in the jar here was indulge in normal halfling stuff. 
he, you're guessing that he probably started his life out as a captive, but he was so good at his job that the the dragon rewarded him enough that it really didn't matter <laughs> who, who he was working for after a while. It would be good for information, but not for much else. But information yes. seems to be what you need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop the cork. Uh, you pop the cork. Suddenly the room is much tighter than before. The halfling is is sitting on top of a number of large ledgers, <laughs> looks around and says, and adjusts the thick glasses on his face. Is like, is that you, master? Uh, yes and no. I'm, a, I'm one of his descendants. Oh, got another child working in the... This is going to work out well. Well, what do I... What can I do? Oh, <laughs> he, he, he squints and looks... Is that you, Cybot? Oh, it's good to see you up and about. Mm, supper time coming soon. Jeb's going to step out of the room because he <laughs> fucking hates halflings. <laughs> um, Cybot, do you mind actually kind of explaining what's going on here from what we've told you? Montage! All right, Sabat, so you um, you explain what the, the deal is to the halfling, and he seems a little chagrined at first. He's like, "Well, I assume it had to happen eventually. Dragons do attract dragon slayers. Who was the lucky knight? No, clue. actually, do do we know that? No, you nobody knows what how the dragon died. Right. Okay, we pass that on. Uh, hmm. Well. Uh, apparently, you're the first descendant to make it this far, so congratulations. I guess you're entitled to... Hold on. He goes. He, he grabs a couple of ledgers and, and looks over a few of them and says, mm-hmm. You're... Whatever. He, looked, he looks you up and down. What year is this? And I give him the year, and I actually show him the palm of my hand so he makes sure he knows I got... I am legit. Is Herjek's banking guild still active? Herjack? Herjack, the Twisted. He's sort of ruled this valley unofficially. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, isn't it supposedly his descendant? Mm-hmm. That's who our, our boss sense. is. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, most of every, every, every person who was involved with Herjack's regime was uh, executed or, <laughs> or, or Well, actually, out. we have met the drow priestess. Oh, yes. She, Unpleasant uh, woman. I, that one, and then uh, actually we'll talk about uh, Black Lord Blackroom. Blackroom, Blackroom, Blackroom. I think I remember. Uh, yeah, no, <sighs> it's not ringing any bells. But uh, he, he continues thumbing through the, the, the register or ledger. He's looking at this. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I do have a few notes from his lordship. Uh, rest his soul. Um, well, it's not resting. It's out in the lake. As long as it can't get to me. Uh, the <laughs> Yes, it, there is a, a bequest for anyone who manages to come this way in the, in the event of his death, of course, you naturally, if you can claim what's in the treasure room, it's all yours. And uh, except for there's a carve out here for Mr. Saibot and, of course, myself. Um, let's see. That's, that's understood. Uh, Kel Dresser, the trophy hunter, he points to the coffin, says, uh, was trying to make sure that none of her knowledge, knowledge escaped or got into the hands of her enemies, but all her enemies by this time would likely be mostly all dead. Uh, so you can probably pop all the 
chains on that and take the head with you if you like. It's probably very valuable information. I don't know much about magic myself, but let's see. Yes. The only thing we really have to worry about is that there are, is a secondary claim. Yeah, that is a that is an issue. Time is of the essence. If you can just point us to where the room is so we can go ahead and claim it, then we'll carve you out what you owe, what, what's owed to you. Of course, of course. Actually, you don't really have to do that. I've been skimming for years. Um, <laughs> if you can take me to the teleportation, <laughs> I can draw you a map if you can take me to the teleportation. <laughs> Who is this secondary claim to? Oh, the the master's uh, mate. His mate. Oh, oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't a, it wasn't a nice breakup. That it might have been the person that killed him. Maybe. Huh. Was and, she and, also a dragon? Oh yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. She assume much. <laughs> <laughs> She was a little older and a little stronger than him, but she didn't really have the sort of mortal ambitions that he did, so she lived a more traditional dragon life a few valleys over. As I recall, it it was over a matter of um, several thousand gold pieces and a cursed statue. Oh, statue. He begins patting his vest pockets and pulls out um, a... a key ring with a number of keys on it, and he gets flipping around until he finds a whistle on a hook. And, and st- uh, you, young man, he points yeah. at Zarius. Come here. Yep. As part of your bequest, as part of your bequest, I give you full access to the Guardian Gargoyle Stable. Uh, <laughs> here you are. Guardian Gargoyle Stable, I heard. Yes. There used to be, I don't know, like seven or eight of them in there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's in there now. I think we've cut that number down. Well, they'll be yours to position to use. Um, they used to be self-replicating, but I know the magic fades on these things after a while. Hmm. Okay. No expenses spared. This is probably the most elaborate dragon's horde I've ever been to. A lair uh, like no other. Very interesting, the former master. But I have no interest in being here any longer. So I will gladly make very detailed map if you can hand me both a way out of here. And of course, he points to your hand, that jar. Well, I think maybe it might behoove us to wait until after we are at the horde to let you you know, take your leave. Just in case. I am 102 years old, young man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. walk the 15 miles down that corridor to get to the damn horde. But you already admitted that you were skimming from your lord, so who's to say that you're actually going to make us an appropriately detailed and accurate map and don't just lend, send us off into the labyrinth? I'm sorry, I just, I have trust issues, you know? You have no reason to trust me, but he knows who I am, and he knows what I'll do if the map is inaccurate. (laughs) Besides, you know where I'm going. You have to operate. I don't know what anything looks like anymore. I mean, it's not my call. I'm just throwing out suggestions. 
Hmm. Well, like I said. But we, 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 we opened the bottle for information. If we weren't going to trust them, there was no need to open the bottle. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, got a, you got a valid point there. I'm just, I'm devil's advocating. I'm Satan's advocating over here. <laughs> so, just throwing the it out there. What do you um, think? I think that this halfling probably is on the up and up. Um, however, since motive. Sure. Yeah, you would say that NPC to NPC. I rolled a natural 20. All right. The halfling, um, you're guessing that the halfling is way more terrified than he lets on. Like, he doesn't want to be here any longer. He, he's, he's had a good look around, and after the story the Cybot told him, he is definitely afraid of being here. He doesn't want anything more to do with it, and he is probably being very honest, just giving you an amazing deal here <laughs> to get out. I feel pretty good about this. Um, I, I would, to best benefit us with your knowledge of this place, could you um, give us as much knowledge on your map as possible to make our um, to make the journey better, quicker, and better? Of course, of course. Give me some paper, and I will be just about 20, 30 minutes to create a place. Which exits do are you interested in taking? Well, we we came through the escape route. Which uh, right. side of the cliff? And what about the secondary escape room? We'd uh, like to know about that. We'd please. like to know all the exits. <laughs> okay, very yeah, well. And, and, and there is another group currently approaching. Mm. The type of people that I'm pretty sure your master would be happier to destroy than to have them lay a hand on any coin of his. Yes. Very well. Um, the halfling sits at the desk and takes the paper and, you, and begins to painstakingly draw out a map. He's like, this won't be to scale. But you don't really have to worry about that because the passageway so is... The horde is 15 miles still from here? <laughs> and yes, uh, as, as the crow flies, about uh, seven. Mm. <laughs> but the passageway Wind. is winding. <laughs> he says they used <laughs> I imagine that the mounts we use to get around in it are probably long dead, so. All right, the, the halfling continues drawing. He, he mutters to himself, says, no, no, no. And then finally he says, all right, all done. He points to the map, says, here's the treasure hoard. He points to the end of the map, here's where we are here. The three rooms down the hall are the kitchen, his lord's sleeping chamber, and of course, the the steam room. <laughs> Um, that was mostly just there for his convenience or whenever he wasn't there, the servants. Uh, Does the steam room lead out to the outside? Oh, no. <laughs> ah, all right, shit. In fact, I doubt it even functioned anymore. I don't think... I, don't um, think I, they, did, I saw you I had a bunch of keys. Yes. Oh, Were those sorry, keys here. part of this place? Yes, yeah, mostly to the doors and around here. He passes the key ring over. I won't need it. Oh, wait, no, no. He, he goes over and pulls a couple of smaller keys off. Like, Those are for me, just in case. I, I have to ask what they're for. Oh, I've I've squirreled away a few stashes around the valley. And stuff. Okay, so that's your that's your severance pay. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm, I can understand. Hmm. Um, he says, all right, these are the important highlights here. There's no way to get to, out of the passageway once you're in it. Uh, the only other escape routes are from 
the Horde Chamber itself. Not many people know this. And it's one of the faster ways in and out of the, the whole compound, really. He says you'll be looking for a number of um, carved dragon heads. You'll need to be uh, four people or one dragon to operate the, the, the hatch. And he says it's probably hidden here and here. You, there's some illusion going on, naturally. Um, you didn't happen to bring a very powerful illusion wizard with you, did you? <laughs> Uh, no, I did not. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> well, it would be handy if you had one. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> as soon as you die, Terrence throws in illusions. Yeah. A pattern yeah, seeker would be really helpful right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, while he was alive, nothing but undead and vermin. <laughs> now that he's dead, here's all the illusions. <laughs> You're a bitter, bitter man, Terrence. A bitter, bitter man. You guys just never remember the encounters that are good for you. All you guys, all you remember is the stuff that makes you mad. Now, I remember the the where they were coming at our caravan from the left and right. I had a blast in that combat. Yeah, the werewolf <laughs> combat was really fun. That one was good too. Yeah, and the bone devil. That was Ooh. that was super fun. Yeah, yeah super fun. Stunned. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Love At any rate, he says, once, of course, you operate that, it should be easy to get out through the top of the cliff. It's not honestly that far from, <sighs> he says, hold on. And he turns the bag of paper off. The, the problem with the treasure chamber is that it's nestled between, and he points here. <laughs> he circles an area down here as if it's the treasure chamber. And then he draws a wider area on top. The labyrinth spins all and all and all around till you get to the treasure chamber here. And then he put, then he draws something underneath it. The tunnel winds all the way in and around itself until you get to the treasure chamber from here. Essentially, you've prob you'll probably be passing each other multiple times from different heights with the treasure chamber in between you, though I could not for the life of me give you a precise estimate as to where it is. But so there no is... Just burrow straight through with a uh, stone shape or uh, earth glide or anything like that, huh? Well, I'd be like trying to burrow through stone. I'll be trying, it'd be like trying to burrow through stone. Huh, I'm trying to, to think of an analogy a here. from a million years ago. Yes, yes. Imagine you're burying a dinner plate in a 10 foot by 10 foot area where you don't know where it is and you're trying to poke holes until you find it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think the chamber is um, protected versus teleportation. Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. So don't rely on any of that to get you out of there. And um, that's pretty much it, though. I'd get going if I were you. You said they have a day on you, or you guys started around the same time? They started a day behind us. Ah, well then. You get, if you get going now, you might... You may be from there. Well, hopefully they've had to, had to rest also during their um, if they've been having to fight stuff too. Oh, I imagine yes, the labyrinth can be quite deadly. So, is there anything in these back rooms here worth looking for? Looking at? Nothing really, particularly. Like, I mean, dragons always well, keep a little. Dragons always keep a little. Kitchen. Yeah, there's a kitchen. The dragons always keep a little treasure to sleep on. So, if you don't mind hauling around a small mound of gold everywhere you go from now on. I don't think we mind that hardly at yeah, all. I think 
and this is this isn't my character talking because he's only been in the group for eight minutes now. Uh, but since the the good guys, the quote unquote, the other guys, the way they're going is not going to bring them here at all, right? Um, not unless straight to the treasure. Yes, once they get to the the vault, the treasure, the treasure vault, then they could get here if they come in through if they leave the vault and come through the other way. The way that we would be going the corridor. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and that was the that's the front entrance. Oh yes. His lordship was quite paranoid. But why would the front and the guest front entrance take them to the horde? Hmm. Well, I mean. He didn't really invite people. He wasn't trying to impress. <laughs> uh, so he would have them walk through the vault, or at least the the pathway by the vault door. And honestly, to get he, to his, he never invited anyone. He didn't intend to eat. Uh, <laughs> Look at all my stuff. It's a I'm joke. Talking. Yeah. Behold my stuff. <laughs> and then he would add your stuff to his stuff. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. Well. Uh, Less work for him than to get oh, to build his hoard. That's the best part of being a dragon of a certain reputation. The food comes to you. <sighs> well, if we're done um, with him, we want to check the I'm sleeping chambers. I'm assuming that we can rely on your quietness. Discretion. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> My reputation is probably now non-existent after 200 years and was already in the gutter when I was um well known so no i intend to change my name but if you need further proof of my honesty he reaches out and plucks one of the gray hairs out of his head rolls it up and hands it to you here you go you need to track me magically later on it's all you okay i, yeah. <clears throat> I actually I gotcha. uh, appreciate that note of sincerity mm. After all, how much longer am I going to live? I don't know. <laughs> Good health. Um, and safe yes. journeys. Yes. You, um, the halfling is led uh, back through the thr- out into the throne room to the teleportation room. Um, Demomog says, what sort of area are you trying to find to look for? You want a halfling village? He's like, no, 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 just something metropolitan. Well, while Claude is leading the halfling, we can search the bedchambers to scrape up the gold that's there and have a quick word with Cybot. All right, you're going to leave Pod to go teleport him away? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're running uh, out of time here with the other golden companions coming, so we could kill two birds, one stone. We get the, the treasure. We'll scrape the treasure into the thing and then while well, you lead him off because that's a 10 minute walk all no, right i see i see there's a path there never mind it's not a 10 minute walk but it's a short walk but you know they're both kind of what one of them is an elderly elderly halfling and they're both kind of chatty people so yeah <laughs> they could stroll there and we can all get right. some work done okay um whenever you they leave and you head down the hall further. You get to the part where he just where you saw about you know that the um the, his lordships napped whenever he was on this end of the, the compound. The door is easy to open for you, Zarius. It just clicks open as soon as you touch it with your uh hand, right? And you see an enormous one woven mat, um, exquisitely made, 
but you also see that there are a number of piles of gold, like large piles of gold in here. Okay. Yeah, I have an easier way to carry this all. <laughs> Double check me. Uh, uh, actually, I'm going to make a, I'd like to make a check and see if it's actually real or if it's illusionary. Okay, sure. Um, go ahead and let's see, do investigation or not investigation, sorry, wrong. Perception. 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 <laughs> 14 plus 14, 28. 28. Um, you go and check the check the gold out. Um, once you interact with it, you can you feel like yeah, it's it's probably real. Like it's 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 there, big clunky coins from uh, old kingdoms that no longer exist. There, it is um, not invoking a will save or anything for you. So okay. we haven't taken care of Valric's pets, have we? In the hole. Yes. I let them out. I did a dimension door. I let them out and That's I came right. back. That's right. Okay. So we could just drop this whole mat and everything into the hole. Well, the mat is excessively heavy, but the gold is going to be excessively heavy too. Let me do a little mat calculation. So, do we want to take a little quick break? No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's been about an hour. So let's, let's, uh, no, it's been over an hour. Mm. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Anyhow, this has been Writers of the Lark, a homebrew detritus production. Uh, please visit us at www.homebrewdetritus.com. Support us on Patreon. Maybe one day we'll have jiggly hentai titties on there for you to pay money. <laughs> boing, boing, <laughs> boing. That'd be a real reason to give us money. Um, and it'll give me a reason to start trying to draw jiggly hentai titties. Yeah. So oh, there you go. There's a... Our jiggle physics. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to visit Frakes' new uh, website, uh, Reddit <laughs> slash hentai. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he lives there. It's okay. Um, I've seen better. I've seen better. Anyhow, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. We, we Thank need you. it. Mm. We need your attention. We're desperate. Attention horse. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye bye.